There's only two reasons to go to Thailand. Learn Muay Thai and, uh... <laughs> this is... Oh, so good. Oh, what's that happening, good. That people? That was good, Stevie. That was good. I try. What's happening? This is your host, Stevie, recording from Elkhart, Indiana. And tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening, we are doing the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic kickboxer. Trying to think here. Actually, let's do this. Since I doubt any of you know a lot of Muay Thai or kickboxers, um, <laughs> let's go around the room from Isis to Weistis and say who your favorite fighter is of all time, whether it be a boxer or a UFC fighter or even an Olympic wrestler or a fake wrestler. I don't care. Who's Isis? Rip. Me. By the way, I do know uh, some at least one Muay Thai fighter, but... um. This is Brett, uh, recording out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, my favorite fighter of all time is George St. Pierre from the UFC. He sounds a lot like Jean-Claude Van Damme when he speaks English. It's <laughs> Yes, he does. They both speak yeah, French. It so correlates very well. Well done. I like that pick. Uh, Mikey. I don't really know a whole lot. Um, before he became dramatic, oh uh, Irish guy, that was really fun to watch. Conor McGregor. I don't even remember. Yeah, Gregor. Until he punched that old guy, and that wasn't so cool, but uh, it was fun. Mikey's microphone out of the Twilight Zone. It is a little scary. <laughs> Getting a lot of feedback there. It's like you have like three different tones. It just keeps going back and forth like you're talking to a It's like you're kind of rebounding. Yeah, you're rebounding through dimensions. I don't know. I don't know which Mikey's talking to me. Uh, Three. Di- it's a multiverse over in Mikey's microphone. Yeah. So Mikey two or three. I like that pick. That's, yeah. It's Earth six one six, Mikey. That's good. Uh, Josh. Okay. This is Josh from Goshen, and I would say I, I'm not really into fighting, and I actually hate watching UFC because I feel like limbs are gonna break, and I do not want to see it. <laughs> they do but, sometimes. I always loved watching The Ultimate Warrior for some reason when I was oh, a yeah. kid. So I'll go with him. Yeah, you like you like the Spirit Squad, Josh. <laughs> Dude, I will say, like, WWE would go through different phases in my life where it would just pop up and all of a sudden everyone would be loving it. And I think, like, The Rock led one of those time periods. Attitude, Attitude, era, Attitude era, yeah. Him and Stone Cold, so good. Nothing like it. That's the best era of wrestling ever. Oh, Stone Cold. That's who I should have said. Dang, that's a Can good we start one. talking about real sports like kickboxing, though? Is it real? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kickboxing is, is real. Is it though? Sure. Mm, no. Pappy, what's up? Uh, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado, and my favorite athlete is a real athlete. I would say my junior high wrestling career, since it's the greatest fighting career <laughs> of all time, right? <laughs> Went virtually defeated over the course of two varsity seasons, uh, winning one match to a Greasiest guy who... man in Michigan. <laughs> I'll say this. The kid that I pinned, if he would have pinned me, it would have been on like a Sports Center special <laughs> thing. <laughs> like... It's <laughs> awful. So I think, yeah, I, I think you I You were that bad, Pappy? I was not He was in a weight class that was so competitive. Well, and I was just, yeah, I just, I was so like weak in my limbs <laughs> that I was just like, yeah, I just got destroyed. I can't believe someone hasn't said Peak Bodine. The lunatic Fringe? Yeah. It's not over. Kylo, I think you're next. Never surrender. 
Oh, okay. Well, this is Corey recording out of Simi Valley, California, also known as Kylo Ren memes. I was trying to think of a pick that I think you would appreciate, Stevie, and I think um, I found one. Ron Artest. Yeah. I think he's my favorite wow. fighter. <laughs> that Met, guy can beat some ass. Matter world peace. <laughs> I'm sh- I mean, I don't think I brought this up on the podcast enough, which is a real fault on my part, but the malice in the palace, as it's known around here, around the country, or as many of you, other of you know it, is when the night that the Pistons and the uh, Pacers got into it, to me, is the greatest night in NBA history. So, <laughs> Kylo, thank you so much for bringing that up. It is literally, I think, the greatest thing that's ever happened in the league. And Ron Artest... <laughs> oh my gosh. Did, that's controversial, Stevie. What? It was a fantastic night of sports. Players fighting fans is pretty ugly on a couple levels. Well, fans need to realize that these grown men could kill them at any moment. They shouldn't be saying <laughs> vile things in the stands. And the fact that Ron, Ar- that Ron Artest went up there, he's a trailblazer, Josh. He's a hero. All right? That's a different team. That's a different, I was going to say, <laughs> Never yeah. played for the trailblazers. <laughs> no, I he's said a, he's a trailblazer. We know what you meant. We just messed with you. Oh, man. But you can't I really tried. pick the other team. I know. <laughs> But like, he's, a ma- he's a maverick. But I will say this thing, he's a maverick. He's a real man in heat. He's a Phoenix Sun. <laughs> he rocketed up those stairs. He beat the wrong guy, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy, that yeah, was the worst one second of his life. By far. Because he was having the time of his life. He was so pumped. And he said that Ron Artest would make a beeline towards him. I like, oh fucking huge psycho just like barreling towards you. <laughs> I promise you, spoilers fans, we will talk about Kickboxer. But if you go back and watch the clip of Ron Artest going into the stands, like Brad said, there's this great one second clip of this guy so excited that fans and players are starting to fight. And his life changes in the snap of a finger when he realizes he's the fan that's about to die. It is, if you freeze frame it, it could be in any movie right now. It's and so he would, good. And he would go, how do you think I ended up here? Yeah, like, dude, was, is there a meme of that? Like his happy face and then his <laughs> terrified face? The curve un- totally unprovoked? Kylo or Josh, you got to get on that. Mikey, the guy next to him threw it. And then stayed silent while this guy was getting chased <laughs> down by Ron Artest. This ain't my fight. P- pointing b- at his head behind his back like this is the he guy that threw. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure yeah. he did. I mean, he, this guy literally kept his hands in his pocket while the guy next to him was running for his life. It was perfect. But anyway, tonight we're going to... Oh, I didn't mention my favorite fighter of all time. I have a pretty cool story to tell. My favorite fighter of all time is Muhammad Ali who I think is pound for pound the greatest boxer of all time. But, fun fact, uh, in northern Indiana on a Sunday one time, I peed next to him in an olive garden. Ooh, did he choose get all? <laughs> oh, Brett. At a point. <laughs> oh, my God. At a point. No. Brett. <laughs> That was like no hesitation. You just went there. I was waiting to see where he went with it, so I kind of had it in the chamber. Dude, there was literally no waiting. I had that locked and loaded, and then you immediately edited just yourself. Jumped on it like a grenade. I jumped on it like Ron Artest on that poor guy. All right, sorry, Jeez. go ahead. No, Brett, continue on. Where are you going with that? I th- 
Nothing. Got nothing? Yeah, I got nothing. I think he said the whole joke. I'm a, yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I, I definitely said the whole... I'm a huge fan of Muhammad Ali. I'm not sorry because I think it was funny, but I am sorry. <laughs> Parkinson's is no joke, guys. Well, anyway, I... Uh... I kind of sidelined my story there. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, really took it for a downer. Uh, did you say anything to him? Did you? What did that? What happened? I don't know. I mean, I will. I, if Brett doesn't throw out more lewd and lascivious jokes, I'm trying to tell my stories. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I was peeing in the Olive Garden. I looked up, and there's this gargantuan of a man standing next to me. I'm probably 13, so he's probably wouldn't seem as tall now, uh, but. I locked eyes with him after we got done peeing. I just kind of stood there looking at him in awe. And he threw up his hands in shadow box next to my nice. next to my head. And then he walked, washed his hands, and walked out of my life forever. And he, not, he definitely wouldn't my, look as tall now. Definitely not. But none of my family believes a story to this day. And it drives <laughs> me insane. <laughs> <laughs> like... None of it, it. It drives me insane that none of my family like believes us, even though the man lived in Niles, which wasn't far from this place at all. Like so, yeah. Was anyone with you, or were you by yourself? Oh, I went to the urinal by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you bring your boys. Yeah, you always pee with your boys. Yeah, so that way like, stuff like this happens. So this was like a big Sunday lunch. I mean, this is after church. Like the entire family is there. Like uncles, cousins, mom, dad, the whole family is there, and none of them believe me to this day. Hey, Stevie. Muhammad Ali's just strolling in the background, <laughs> completely out of sight from everybody in your family. Dude, I'm telling you, it was devastating. You walked out of my life forever. Listen, Chief, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Don't say that. I know. It's not your fault. Don't fuck with me, man. I know. Not you. Not you. Not you, Josh. Not you. Anyway. We believe you, Stevie. We believe you. Man, this is actually a really fun podcast. We're 15 minutes in. We haven't even talked about this movie yet. Anyway, this is a quick streamlined movie. Yeah. Actually, let's hit, let's hit Josh with this. Josh, you're a man of the 80s. We have a jerry-curled <laughs> brother. We have, I mean, really on-the-nose music. What's happening in the beginning of this movie? Well, I guess uh, John claude Van Damme's brother, who is latino or something um, but his brother italian yeah it's just a guido <laughs> he has to prove that he's like i don't know the the american kickboxing champ or like the minnesota kickbox i don't know where they're he's, at he's the world minnesota. champ he's some kind of small time belt and i gotta say this reminded me a little bit of Sandow, you guys. These fight scenes at the beginning, <laughs> they weren't that great. The crowd was small. Dude, they're, they're stiff, aren't they? It's weird. The the black dude doesn't even like throw a punch or anything. It's kind of disappointing. Like, There's no fight here, and mm -hmm. he's just dead. <laughs> well, the thing with this movie is half of it is Jean-Claude Van Damme not fighting. So it's... Uh, you kind of want a lot more <laughs> than to see the Jerry Curl brother fighting all these scenes. This is the first of a couple times where I wasn't sure if Eric was like a good or a bad guy, to be honest. It almost seemed like excessive the way he beat up on this dude and like he's kind of cocky attitude. I, I didn't know what to think of him at the time, I guess, Stevie. 
Yeah, and the thing I appreciate about this movie a lot is they didn't go into the rules of Muay Thai or kickboxing at all. <laughs> it just kind of drops it in your lap like hot potato, like this is what kickboxing is. And if I didn't know what the UFC was or what actual Muay Thai like actually looked like over in Thailand, even outside the context of this movie, I would just think it's middle-aged dudes with bad haircuts and sweatpants. So is, <laughs> I, is kickboxing the same as Muay Thai? No, it's I know not. nothing. Oh, what it's is not. the difference? The one we're looking at in American kickboxing is it does not uh, employ uh, Muay Thai rules. Like you can't use your uh, elbows. That's like they make a point of that when he's in Thailand. He's like he used okay. an elbow. So uh, yeah, Muay Thai is like eight point striking. It's like shins, knees, elbows, and fists. So. Kickboxing is usually just boxing and kicking. No glass. No glass. No, no resin, no glass. Uh, no hemp rope. Nope. So, oh, Brett, breaking do, do, they still, do they still use glass to this day? No, not <laughs> the ancient <laughs> way. I, I don't think, I've never seen anything like that. Like, Muay Thai is pretty nuts, but, uh, and the training for it is insane. Like, there's actually a book where, like, a journalist went and trained Muay Thai. Rolling shins, man. And uh, it's like he wrote a book about it. It's insane. But, no, I don't believe they do that kind of stuff anymore, if they ever did, to be honest with you. Anymore? That was real? I have no idea. Oh, my God. I would pay pay-per-view to watch glass, <laughs> resin, uh, hemp gloves, huh? Muay Thai. Yeah. <laughs> if it was You're realistic, though, it'd murder. be a real quick. Can you imagine like, Joe Rogan calling that fight and just going on and on about the properties of hemp as they're And Ape would tear that guy's face off regardless of glass or not. Jamie, bring that up. Jamie, bring that up. <laughs> Stevie, you passed it to me to describe this beginning scene, and I think I can open up the can of the movie basically here. Oh, because... th- it's very this is a very streamlined movie, Josh. Go ahead. This is very on-the-nose filmmaking. It's my favorite wa- type. He walks off the stage and he's like, hey, reporters, I'm kicking ass all around the world here. <laughs> and one reporter steps up and he's like, oh, I heard there's pretty good kickboxing in uh, Thailand, see? And he's like, well, I'm going to go kick ass there. And hence the movie. <laughs> Book me plane Book tickets, me a flight chum. to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, he just sets up this this match or whatever with no regulations whatsoever. It's not very no very organic refs, at no... all, is it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's just going over there to pick fights, and it's kind of his downfall. That's a perfect way to put it, Stevie. It, I mean, it's not like – this isn't kosher at all. It's not like, you know, Eric Sloan, who I would just call the Jerry Curl master, um, is like making noise that's ruffling feathers in Thailand, and a villain comes and says, I challenge you on my ground. Yeah, that would have like, been more organic. That would have been much better. Yeah, this is uh, kind of like Josh, Josh said. It's more like, hey, see – I heard Thailand, they have a crazy sport called Muay Thai. What do you think? And so what you're saying, Stevie, is that it's not Rocky IV. This is Rocky IV, but worse. <laughs> you just said it's not Rocky IV. <laughs> this Reverse is Rocky. extremely Rocky IV. But, Pap, you're probably the most well-traveled person in this yeah. pod, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Well, Josh has been around, but... I mean, Pap, you've gotten food poisoning in South America. You've gotten, <laughs> yeah. you've stayed at the, stayed in the slums of Paris. I've been in District B thirteen. Yeah. You've been, I mean, you've been in Singapore. <laughs> you've been all over. And what's great about Thailand when they get to these opening scenes is, you think they show like this great architecture and the great beauty that surrounds <laughs> Thailand. And what do we get instead? We get a 
uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme taking pictures of a bunch of naked little kids. Yeah, <laughs> I was hoping <laughs> someone would bring that up. <laughs> I, oh, boy. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I will say this, that, like, sure, maybe in the opening scenes, uh, y- your boy Jerry Curl, the Eliminator, is going to, like, get a prostitute or just pick up a woman or, or something. I don't know. That seems to be their first priority, but they do go, like, immediately into the park after that to go training, and, like, this movie was shot on location, and I think it does really show you, like, you got the kids playing, like, <laughs> soccer, volleyball, or whatever, and, and some of the architecture there, so, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if they made the best use of it, but there are some pretty cool shots, I would say. Uh, we're, I thought we're actually, I read, like, in the boat. It's kind of yeah. cool. I thought I read that, uh, besides all the pretty photos of, like, the, the Watts and stuff, that this was actually shot in Hong Kong. Shot on location in Hong Kong. <laughs> That's what okay. I meant to say. I don't, I don't know. Jean-Claude Van Damme just couldn't leave after Bloodsport. No, yeah. He had to stay in the Forbidden City because they it's were going to It's his Hotel California. <laughs> Hong Kong is his Hotel California. <laughs> but I thought it was me. just priceless how – I mean, it literally goes into the part where it's showing like Jug's Bar and it's just showing like prostitutes <laughs> everywhere. Said, like, Pussy Hut or something like that. Pussy Hut, like the, the, like the kitten lounge. <laughs> it's like we get it. Is that a division of Pizza Hut? Yeah, hey, Brett. Do they? Is that part of Yum Corporation? It's it's yeah. It, it's it's much less tasty there. I don't think a lot of these people are like SAG extras either. I think they just took no. a camera on the street and were no. shooting people through They're the just doors. People living their lives. They're looking at the camera. The Canon films way. This was filmed very quickly in a hurry because there's no regulation or no <laughs> permits here whatsoever. They got to get in and out. This is guerrilla filmmaking. When they were training in that park and everyone was just standing around, I'm like, they're filming a movie without any permits whatsoever. Yeah. And people are just watching. Yeah. Like, that cracked me up. Um, and it also... I mean, maybe the- people are just watching because there's... Two grown men just lightly tapping each other, <laughs> half naked in the middle of the park. But yeah, but there's just people standing around watching. Yeah, and there's also kind of the scene that explains why Jean Claude Van Damme is still horrible with the English language, and Eric Sloan has top-notch English. You sure had it easy with mom in Europe. Dad never let up. If I wasn't the best in every sport I played. He called me a loser. He was always on my case, but he made me strong. You know, Eric, Mom, she was a very special lady, too. She wanted me to learn three languages, to take ballet, before I learned karate. I really miss her. I wish they would have been there to see me win the championship. Well, big brother, they could never get along. But I'm glad we do. That'd be proud. Yeah. You're right, kid. There's no reason for it. You don't need this scene. Like, it's like John Claude, <laughs> his parents are divorced. He grew up in Europe. The other brother grew up in Los Angeles. Like, it's such a better movie if they don't even acknowledge the accent. I, think, I, di- I disagree. I think it shows that they're close and they came together. Like, I don't know. I They could have done without it, but I like the, the fact that they showed that even though they grew up apart, they're still close, and their parents would be proud that they're still close. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, why even make them brothers? Just two brothers. Make them friends. 
they're so clearly not brothers. <laughs> if you need, if you need that conversation, then you don't need the boat ride with them like holding hands and buying flowers, sitting in like a two feet space next to each other. I'd do that with my bros. Come on, Josh. <laughs> That's I'd, fine. I'd take a ferry ride with you. <laughs> it's 2020, Josh. If guys want to buy flowers for yeah. their buddies and their brothers. Also, how amazing was Jean-Claude's Canadian tuxedo without the shirt underneath? <laughs> it's a bold look. That look. That's classy. It, it needs to come back. I was like, all right, this is this is an era I would have thrived in, the 80s. But, Brett, as we move into Thailand and cocky Eric Sloan um, is going to fight for some odd reason that was very unprompted in the beginning – uh, what happens that kind of jumpstarts the whole movie, the inciting incident? Uh, man. This is literally the crux of the entire movie, Brett. Where he fights Tong Po? Or... Yeah! Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> he, he challenges Tong Po, or is that, is that the right name? Tong Po. Tong Po. That, uh, he's the best in Thailand, and, but, you know, the exterminator, or whatever his name is. <laughs> What, what is his name? The Eliminator. Eliminator. Uh, because his real kickboxing name in real life was the Terminator. So uh, the Eliminator, uh, he's not – I mean, he's not worried. He's, he's thinks he's going to whoop this guy because he kicks really hard. And Jean-Claude Van Damme sees him kicking some pole and he freaks out. And then uh, Tong Po just freaking kills this dude. Almost literally kills him. He elbows him in the back and uh, pretty unnecessary. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> then that's like, like Stevie said, that's the crux of the movie. He wants revenge, but you're not good enough, man. So that's kind of <laughs> what it is. I like what the uh, like after the match, they put him on a stretcher <laughs> and they just like take him outside into the front of the building and they set him on the, the ground and then they lock the door behind. <laughs> yeah, him. it's pretty terrible. <laughs> that that shit has always been funny to me. You know, this movie. I I watched this when I was in third grade for the first what? time, and I fucking loved this shit. <laughs> Didn't the boss say to kill him, though? I feel like they failed in their job as henchmen there. I thought he just told him to get him out of there because they were ca- he was going to cause a scene. But he does make it like a, a gesture, like, you know, kind of like, does he, he doesn't flit his throat. I don't know what he does. I don't know. I'm with you, Josh, but I don't think that's what he meant, probably. Stevie, I kept thinking about this last night, like... This movie goes really dark a couple times, and it's like such a more—I don't know why—but such a more morbid choice to make him a, like a paralyzed, and it's just to kill him in the <laughs> ring. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know why that is. I just feel like if, if he killed him in the ring, it'd be like almost more silly and over the top. The fact that he's paralyzed, you're just like, oh, that's really yeah, really but then sad. They, use it, they kidnap him at the end. That they use it as blackmail, but I guess they could have kidnapped the girl. Well, they couldn't do the exact same thing as Rocky IV, right? They just did the exact same thing as Bloodsport, just with right. worse injuries. His throw buddy. the damn towel! Throw the damn towel! I think the issue we're getting at is why did they have to throw motivation on top of motivation on top of motivation oh, dude, they, there? I, like, I was thinking mm-hmm. the same thing. They added so many extra layers that they did not need, like... Including stabbing a dog! <laughs> a poor doggo! A24 movie over here. <laughs> oh, my god! Kiki. But yeah, so that's what happens. I mean, Pap, is that is that pretty on the nose for Thailand? For if you're in like an underground Thai tournament and you get paralyzed, they will just leave you on the outside. I've never been to Taylor, uh, or I've never been to Thailand. Um, I have been to East Asia a couple times, and I, I think I misspoke his name. Winston Taylor is that his name? The the friend that he meets, the expat. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yes. I shit you not. 
every time I've been to like Japan or Singapore or any place over there, I've met at least two Americans who are just like this guy. Maybe not <laughs> arms dealers to his level, but engaging in the same kind of like behavior and activities and like lifestyle as this guy. Well, listen. Really? Yeah. Winston Taylor is the one that gives him the ride to the hospital where we find out that um, uh, Eric is paralyzed. What's Winston Taylor like, Pap? He's such a great side character. Is he like Jimmy Fallon, Pap? He looks a lot like Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, he's an expat. I think he served in Vietnam, and he's Vietnam, now an yeah. arms dealer. Uh he enjoys, I think he puts it the, the simple pleasures or the pleasures of life. He likes to, uh, he likes to bang, uh, Taiwanese women. He likes to drink. He likes Not to smoke thick. his cigars. He says, I'm a high living, slick talking, fast walking, cool, cool drinking. drinking. Yeah. <laughs> did you say, did you say Taiwanese? <laughs> He's a man yeah, of culture. That's not what it is. But yeah, yeah it's a, I, I know it, Brett, but it's a. <laughs> I don't know. He drives a blue Mazda. He seems like a cool guy. He's a he's a good <laughs> character for this kind of movie, right? Like like these kind of movies, like uh, Bloodsport. You need the over the top friend for the entertainment. High living, slick, talking fast, walking, cool drinking dude. <laughs> I just like to enjoy life's many good pleasures. I don't know if they explicitly said it, but are we supposed to assume that he was he went AWOL? <sighs> Because it sounded like he was in the military, he got sent to Thailand and loved it so much that he just didn't leave. It made it seem like he couldn't go back home to me, but... Well, there's some, I mean, whether it be Viet- there's a lot of horror stories when it comes to, comes to soldiers. It's rare, but they do happen. It's kind of like what you said, Brett. They never leave, uh, which I imagine a lot of soldiers just go AWOL. And that's so, what I picture Winston did. So... Thailand was Winston's Hotel California. Yes. Okay. But he's like dealing tanks, isn't he? Doesn't he say that he's stealing <laughs> tanks at one point? <laughs> like moving them? He's a major arms dealer. <laughs> Whatever he can get his hands on. <laughs> he's like Nick Cage in that one movie. Lord of War? Yeah. Oh, I've never I seen it. Family but... Man. <laughs> oh, I love Family Man, even though it's probably terrible. No, it's amazing. Oh, I thought you meant Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that is another one. Yeah, <laughs> I think he has long hair in that one. The way I saw it is that he may have like people thought he died in the war, and he just kind of let people think that and moved on and used his skills in this new society. I don't know. I thought he ended up saying he's like retired, semi, or sort something like that, or something. They think I'm dead regarding his army status. My wife's getting my pensions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey, after we kind of get the general setup of Brother Paralyzed, I'm out for revenge, Jean-Claude Van Damme gets talked about by Winston, uh, tells him about a teacher named... Can someone help me with his name? I struggled pronouncing it. But they I, they said it six different ways during the movie. That's what I I'm saying. I, I struggle I with the pronouncing... Xian or Xian? Zian? Jin? Zian. Zian? Zian? I thought there was a sh, but again, Ian with knows? Ian with a Z. Is that correct? That's what I always it's spelled, it's spelled an X though, that's, which makes me think it's Sheehan, but Sheehan. Let's just call him an X Man. But Mikey, we meet <laughs> Uncle Zian, who's going to train Jean Claude. And in my in my mind, I think he pulls off the greatest stunt of the entire movie. <laughs> Do you remember what what happens? Uh he does a couple of <laughs> things that are a little 
suspend uh, disbelief, make it pretty, seem like it's not uh, yeah, real. Yeah, suspend disbelief. Well, he what he floats in air for like five seconds. Here, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> kicking over Jean Claude Van Damme's head. Or he something. does like five kicks in the air at one time. Good defense. <laughs> but the way it is cut uh, <laughs> is, I don't know. They cut across frames or something so they're cutting across the angle or something so it's like well obviously he's not in the air for this whole time but it's pretty goofy looking i don't know what is he trying to do just like shadow boxing jean-claude it reminded me of kung pao enter the fist you guys ever seen that movie <laughs> no but yeah. I, I remember <laughs> long it. ago yeah. yeah that's what it reminded me of and it's like this is where i this is where I looked at my wife and said, all right, this is where the movie gets good. Now that we've introduced a character that can do this. <laughs> it's amazing the rest of the way, which did Jean-Claude have a uh, a contract with a khaki company or whatever <laughs> pants he was pants. wearing the entire time? Dude, that's all classic jungle attire. <laughs> Pleated pants, uh, some leather strap shoes. And very heavy canvas shirts. It's all stuff you'd wear. Do you think it's in Jean-Claude Van Damme's contract that at least once a movie, his groin has to be stretched? 100%. <laughs> because he's got to show how flexible he is. But like, it's, um, the, like, the montage is almost like identical to the Bloodsport montage. 100%. Where yeah. his, except for Do you mean the training montage or like the sad boy cruising around the area <laughs> montage? Because that is also yeah, like, where he's Charlie Browning, the training one, not the Charlie sad Browning one. All around Thailand. Did anyone else love the music as much as I did? Of like oh, how on the nose it was with every song. It it's like watching every... a South Park episode where exactly. Dave Parker's just like, it's like saying look out what's ahead, happening. There's a truck changing lanes. Yeah, <laughs> for all my basketball fans, you know what that's about. Like, I mean, even after his brother is paralyzed, he's like, I'm out for revenge. (laughs) Every song is like the soul of the night, like exactly what's happening. It's perfect. Uh, It's, I think it's, I'm tied up in a tree. (laughs) Taking pictures of little boys. (laughs) Where are those photos now? No one knows. Josh, uh, edit boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. After we get sent uh, away by Uncle Zian, Ian with a Z, to go to the market, we meet our love interest. What is Miley like? Miley is kind of a spunky clerk, I guess. She seems to be like giving him the eyes as soon as she sees him. So I think it's like. She thinks he's hot, but with those way- groin muscles, dude. Oh yeah, <laughs> the way the scene plays. Is he not hot? Prove me wrong. Uh, yeah, he is. He's he's pretty hot. Um, I don't know. The way the scene plays out there, though, is that he goes into her shop, and of course, like I think there's like a doesn't this happen in Rumble in the Bronx, Corey? Too like a couple people come in to try to steal stuff, so he has to kick their ass and save her. <laughs> But turns out, like, they're part of the local gang, of course, so this is, like, gonna go higher up, and, I don't know, you start to get into, like, the higher levels of danger that are happening here. It's kind of a weird place to take this movie, like, because we really don't see a lot of Freddie Lee, who is, like, the bad guy really behind Tong Po, 
And Freddie Lee really doesn't do anything to like. I don't know. I think it's a weird place to take the villain, like off a Tong Po, like in Bloodsport, which I will compare this to. Uh, Chong Lee is like the villain. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's weird to have like not not one, but two extra villains outside of the fighter. Yeah, and then what's the like? There was zero reason for that even bigger boss to be in the movie. <laughs> There's See, always my, hope, fish. my hope was there was going to be an even bigger guy above him. <laughs> that was my hope was yeah, to show like who's... three bosses. <laughs> no, it's just really Chong Lee like, running the scene. <laughs> it just He's goes... the one that's really in charge. Speaking of Chong Lee, Chong Lee fights the guy that plays Tong Po in Bloodsport. Yes. Yep. Breaks his... He breaks his fucking leg. Yeah, He's that guy. Yeah, him and he, has a good, he has a good jerry curl in that one, doesn't he? Ah, I don't remember. Yeah, Tung Po's not like an Asian man. Uh, the actor, no. right? Yeah. No, he was born in Morocco and moved to Belgium when he was really, really little. And he became really good friends with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Tung Po is played by Jimmy Fallon, actually. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Stevie. Dude, I gotta say, that Tung Po guy, he's scary looking. Yeah. He's yeah. like... Does his face kind of look prosthetic? Yeah. Yeah, he looks like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> rat tail. But I guess it's not a rat tail because it doesn't start at his neck. Oh, I had a rat tail. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. I got pictures to prove it. Can we put it on Instagram? Maybe. <laughs> what were you going to ask, Pap? Well, when does Freddie Lee talk? Because I sent you that fact that I saw in Mental Floss that like Jim Cummings, the voice of Winnie the Pooh, is it yeah. an uncredited dub of him? But I don't even remember him speaking. What, in dude? The movie. When he's when he's asking for a million. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, yeah. he's also like, you need to lose every round, mm-hmm. or your brother yeah, yeah, dies yeah. slow. That was not an accent. That was just me talking. He had to have been taking so many parlays with this bet to bet a million dollars. Well, <laughs> it's yeah because the odds. I mean, you'd have to bet like a million to win, like. Not a lot because Tong he'd Po have to had bet to a, been a huge favorite. If he favorite. bet a million dollars, he'd probably win a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, these are am- amateur fights. Who's betting on this? Who are the high rollers here? What is the point of lending someone a million dollars if you're just going to gamble it anyway? Couldn't he just gamble the million dollars and it'd be literally the same, the same thing but better? I don't know how underground Thailand boss mafia like gambling works. But I think you're right, Pep. It makes much more sense in your version. <laughs> but as we go through a bunch of training montages, which I feel really bad if I didn't mention this. This will be real quick. When they're at like the temple training and uh, Jean-Claude's supposed to be listening, there's this point where it's so beautifully edited where he like kicks that thing off the stick and it cuts to an eagle that looks like it's amazed by what Jean-Claude Van Damme just did. <laughs> His mouth is agape. His mouth is agape. It is perfect. What's the point of the eagle? Is it like an American eagle? Like, is it like a bald eagle, eagle, gold eagle? With birds. That thing was Isn't cool. Some like, some there's a whole damn thing birds. where Jean-Claude Van Damme is like obsessed with birds in cages like a couple oh, times. Oh, that's true. Yeah, plus, uh, how did you not understand plus Zian, that? Zian has a bird, too. Pretty yeah, obvious. Yeah, and like when he arrived at Uncle Zion or Zian or Jen for the first time, like a bird landed on the tree. Like there's a whole thing going on with birds here that I have no idea. So I think there's another be... layer that didn't need to be in there, probably. But 
and they're also fighting on like an ancient burial ground of an old fight. They have to ghosts. listen, Josh. <laughs> There's have to definitely listen. many layers to this film. <laughs> you just have to listen. Eventually, you'll see actors come to life fighting with swords, which you will have be not be doing. Not once did Jean-Claude handle a sword. What's with the scene where he's imagining like two characters from Mortal Kombat fighting each other? He listened. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful writing, really. It's very on the nose. I gotta say that's a cool set setting though. That was uh wherever they were fighting. That looked pretty cool. Those ruins. Yeah, the ruins. I'm sure it was probably illegal for them to be there and nobody <laughs> knew about it and they didn't have any permits or anything, but it looked cool. As a kid, my favorite part of his training was when he takes on the tree. <laughs> like the small palm tree, and he's like he's kicking it and he's kicking it and his leg starts hurting a lot, but uh, you know, he starts like feeling the the dark side and he gets like he powers up and he like kicks it down yeah that shit always was funny to me and then like the next day he's swimming and he's got no wound on his shin <laughs> that's <laughs> a good point yeah it's like physically hard to watch that shin stuff yeah even with tong po smashing that it wigs me out they pillow. do that, that stuff like, though they like calcify yeah that's their shins insane. and stuff so they roll them man they roll shins for a year then they train if we're gonna talk about favorite training montage i would just like to shout out uh, the bowling ball, the stomach drop that gets higher and higher <laughs> as we go. It's like a hundred foot drop. Uh, say, are you ready? Abs. Are you ready to protect? How did he get up there? <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa got up there. He just jumps. <laughs> I mean, that was never climb a tree full of thorns. Oh, oh my god! I love the references. You know, that's so good. <laughs> I mean, that was just a forty foot drop. And, like, I I do love the callback, too. At first, it's, like, five feet. And Jean-Claude is like, what the hell was that? Destroys him. 20 minutes later, it's 40 feet. And he's like, I'm good. They should have just taken the time to make another edit of that scene that they could have deleted where there's, like, a prosthetic of his chest exploding. <laughs> like, when it falls down. Just for the deleted scene. Or it lands on his balls. Was- he misses. <laughs> yeah. lands on his balls. Was anybody else uncomfortable with Jean-Claude Van Damme's earlier training size like his uh, grunts that he was making they were pretty uh, PG-13 didn't cross my mind what did it awaken in you Brett yeah, yeah. I wanted didn't more awaken of the grunts what did if you anything's want, gonna Brett? awaken me it's gonna be the thong that they show Jean-Claude wearing at the end <laughs> fair <laughs> enough not when he's splayed out spread eagle style getting ripping a new gooch <laughs> that's what the eagle represents <laughs> <laughs> is that what the eagle? Uh, the eagle. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know who he's trying to fool that he couldn't do the splits before this training montage. It's like, <laughs> dude, look, look at you. I, you're ripped as shit. I'm pretty sure doing the splits would not be the hardest thing in the world for you. I don't know. They made him seem like he was totally useless before he met this they guy. They made him seem like a ripped. normal guy. Are we supposed to believe that? Because I think at the beginning, his brother's like, I want him to be a vet or a lawyer or something. It's like, what are you talking about? Look at him. <laughs> he's bigger than you. Yeah. yeah, he is insanely jacked. Yeah, he's, he's clearly so like some kind of athlete. He talks about knowing karate, but he's going to what? go be a lawyer now? He's going to go fight crime? It's like, bro, you can't even read a McDonald's menu. You're not he's, being a lawyer. My client is getting a degree in bird law. <laughs> bird law. Definitely. The eagle. There it is. <laughs> That's what it represents, the bird law he was supposed to enter. 
But one of the two. Josh, you're our social Josh Josh this oh. warrior on this mm-hmm. pod. Um, do you take umbrage with the fact that <laughs> <sighs> this movie took pretty much a sport that I imagine takes years to master? And kind of put in a white dude from America that was supposed to be a lawyer or a vet, and he becomes like the best in the world. Well, we shrug, pre- we shrug, we shrug past the scene where he like Michael Michael Sarah's through the city with the sad music, like we mentioned it. But that's <laughs> my brother just died. He basically gets <laughs> complete complete cultural appropriation. Like he takes in all the Buddhism there all the mysticism <laughs> everything he has after that small walk i mean he the does thousands get of millennia i mean how dare he look around he does get laughed out of a gym like yeah at all and honestly see i think that's funny and not i'm man there's probably some locals who actually know that art and probably cringe watching this but yeah. nothing compared to how i think everyone's cringing at the 5307 timestamp of the movie time eric when Eric grabs the nurse's ass, easily oh. the worst part oh, of that was weird. Brittany goes, oh, yeah. no. And I was like, yeah, I bet we're going to talk about that. Hey, what we don't know is if him and, and that woman have had a relationship the last three months. We don't know that. Cut him some slack. His dick doesn't even work. What is he doing? Sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Did you, the doctor just laughs it off. True. And the it's doctor like, like high fives him. It's <laughs> called Good enabling. Job, yeah. Like it's really weird, Josh, because after that moment, which is the strangest thing, it goes from training to ask squeeze yeah. back it's to not, training. The it scene had, is not necessary at all. So mm-hmm. the only way I could think of was it was in he was an actual kickboxer. I think it might have been in his contract that he got so much screen time. Um and they literally ran out of time and had no other shots. Now it's probably just him being his normal self. They're like, oh this is what we had to gotta throw in, boys. <laughs> Don't slander his name that bad. I hope he had to do that. But Dude, man. he went to he went to prison for tax evasion and fraud. There's another oh. really weird little skit with him too, where he like reads this really crappy newspaper with his brother on the cover, and he like squashes the newspaper in anger. I still don't know why he did that. I've been thinking about that all day. What I don't was remember he mad that at all. Jealousy? I think it's not. Now it's because he doesn't want his brother to fight. Because yeah. when he gets to the camp or whatever, he's like, let's just go home, man. Like, this scared, dude yeah. clearly <laughs> fucked me up. He's going to destroy you. You're not as good as a fighter as I am. But Jean-Claude Van Damme is a fucking savage in his bedside manner. He's like, no, I'm a better fighter than you yeah. ever were. I already. Love that. Yeah, that, was, that was harsh, <laughs> in man. In three months, I've become the greatest <clears throat> martial artist this country has ever seen. <laughs> and I did it all in pleated pants. <laughs> did it. He basically says, "Look, I did the thing from Karate Kid, therefore I'm pretty fucking good now." True. It's all about the training. Like that's the point. Yeah, like his most his most excruciating training montage. I hope we don't skip over this. Is the bar scene, Mikey? Let's talk <laughs> oh, about <no>. Jean Claude <laughs> Van Damme, drunken master, for a minute. Yes. What happens? His master takes him out for lunch, uh, and they decide to just get hammered. But of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme is wearing the most ridiculous outfit uh, I think I've ever seen in film. 
in any genre uh, whatsoever. <laughs> this is how, I, this is how pants, I picture shoes. every dad in the 80s. That's how I pictured they dressed all the time. <laughs> He's got like suspenders attached to a, a tank, a black tank top oh, or something. Picture, he looks weird. That picture's so good. Um, I'm sending it to the group chat. So he's getting... Yeah, he's getting hammered, and his master turns on uh, a record on the radio and tells him to go dance with this lady. And so he's out there looking like an idiot because he's Jean-Claude Van Damme, and he's actually dancing the way he would dance in real life, uh, and he's actually trying. He dances dances how I imagine Tommy Wiseau dances. That's how I was thinking the whole time, which is not a compliment. And then to top it all off, his master is walking around the whole bar uh, telling everybody, hey, go beat up that guy. <laughs> just go mess with, just go fuck with that guy. And uh, yeah, and then he, they end up fighting. It's a hilarious scene. Got to defend J- JCVD, Stevie, quickly? I would be mad if you were said anything bad about him, so go ahead. Mikey said that that's how uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme would dance in real life. First of all, Jean-Claude Van Damme, I think he borrowed a little bit of his real life. He's a, actually a trained ballet guy. Yeah, yes, that's he where is. he started. So I feel like... Oh, is he? The fact that th- this dancing... Like, he did the fucking dancing on Conan in, like, 2017. It's still a meme. Like, that's definitely, like, intentional comedy. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying yeah. to be a drunken, funny guy. And I think that that actually is, like, really good on his part. I don't think it was as intentional at the time as it seems now. But I think these 80s movies do have, like, a slight air of comedy about them. And you're you're probably right to some degree, I think. I think this shows signs of bravery from Jean-Claude Van Damme. Here, here. Because let's be honest, would Vin Diesel ever perform this scene? (laughs) No. Vin Diesel wouldn't fit in those pants. (laughs) Dance with that girl. I'm gonna go dance. Try dancing that sugar Corona in front of her. I'm the type of guy that likes a body. First of all, that have to be more girls. (laughs) The one thing I did love about that scene, though, was the guy who held up the table for no reason just so he could get kicked into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Like Jean Claude directed and he did like all the choreography for these fight scenes, and I could only think this was during his like big time cocaine phase. And so I really hope one day he was just like, you are going to hold this table. And the guy is just like, why? He goes, I need you to hold this table. And the guy keeps going, why? And eventually he's kicked in the water. Yeah, like, it's treated possible. like it's the big like moment of the fight because it's super slow-mo. And I think it's one of the last things he does. But it's it's like so cheap. It's not that impressive to see him kick this guy into the water. Like It's not that cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> It's not that cool. <laughs> it, it was pretty cool, Corey. It was, it not, was cool, it's right? It's not as cool as, like, groin stretching, but... Not as cool as groin stretching. Uh, definitely not as cool as giant... Or are they coconuts getting dropped down from 100 feet? A hundred. Anvils. <laughs> no, it's a hundred. It's a hundred. <laughs> Those classic training exercises that all kickboxers <laughs> must go through. I mean, how many ropes and pulleys do these martial arts trainers have? It's two movies now where he's getting stretched by pulleys. <laughs> it's kind of insane. <laughs> he's, a little, so. he's into BDSM. <laughs> he's a little bit of a masochist. I will keep I this think. after the movie. Prop goes to my trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but... After that bar fight, we get an agreement uh, between Freddie Lee 
and Uncle Zian. I, I still can't say his name. Yeah, I think I'm saying it's it wrong. Kind of funny when John Claude Van Damme's like, "Why is he dressed like that?" Like right in front of him. <laughs> I, I guess he probably didn't speak English, but like, look how you've been dressing, man. <laughs> but we we get a quick fight, and then Jean Claude is still adamant he's going to fight Tong Po. Which at this point, I don't care what happens to Eric after that whole nurse thing. I re- I really just don't care. I could not care if. Uh, we get the fight or we don't. Eric's an asshole. Not saying he deserves to be paralyzed, but still. Um, Could be his girlfriend. Nobody knows. <sighs> so why does he have to fight this guy? Just just to prove that he's not going to get his face ripped off by Tong Po? Which, it's, it's, I mean, it's why not really, just give him to Tong Po? Yeah, it's really poor gambling from Freddie Lee to be like, let's get him a little good and then I'll bet against him. Like, he should have just gone straight to Tong Po, in my mind. I love how they just trade kicks for what seems like so- a solid 60 seconds. Just <laughs> 67 kicks, kicks right here. It was 67 kicks. 67? Yeah. No defending the kick whatsoever on both sides of the match. To go back to Kylo, it reminded me a bit of Rocky Four, where Drago and Rocky just trade blows for eight straight rounds with no defense. Yes, and this is also in Bloodsport, I'm pretty sure, when he's Frank Dukes, he's like trading kicks with some guy at some point. It's like exactly the same thing. But hey, it's like you pa- said, it's, Paco. it's choreographed. Paco. The movie, t- Paco. the movie Thai guy. Oh, it is. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. The actual only real fighter in that movie besides Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was like a real Muay Thai fighter, like a, a really good one. Well, wasn't uh, the big boss guy in that movie a nah, not, like martial arts? Nah, I, don't, I don't think so. Like maybe basic, like growing up in China, but Ew. I don't think he was way uh, well known for that. But maybe Bong Lee or... Oh, Bolo Young. Bolo Young, yeah. Dude, legit wrestler. Legit wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I, yeah, like, I believe it. He's mad. That dude could legit fight. Yeah, well, he's he actually legit took steroids for that movie. Yeah, he was a legit fighter. I mean, if you look at him in Enter the Dragon, uh, a young Bolo Young is still massive, pre-steroids. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the fight, we get some really strange head games. <sighs> Happy, kind of take us through the layers. So many of layers. Freddie Lee and Tong Po are up to to get inside the mind of JCVD. <laughs> yeah, thanks for passing this off to me. Uh, I'll take the first part. What's that so, supposed to mean? <laughs> Freddie Lee uh, kidnaps the now uh, kidnaps the now uh, paralyzed exterminator, uh, <laughs> and that's gonna get into <laughs> his head. And then, yeah, uh, he also. Uh, like we said, he also uh, rapes Miley. Uh, so, Stevie, I think you've now kind of taken the crown of the spoiler sexual assault films from Josh. <laughs> I think that's kind of like now your thing, right? Listen here, <laughs> motherfucker. No you don't want to be on this spoilers. podcast. Get off. <laughs> How do you say I took the crown? Yeah, did I get defend off, it? Like Tong Po did. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Brett. Edit point for Brett Part yeah, Two. I'm the bad guy. That, it's like it's like those three things. It's like the the his brother getting kidnapped, which is whatever. But then it's it's her getting sexually assaulted and a fucking dog dying back to back. It's like man, this didn't, didn't die, die man. didn't die. Didn't okay, die. getting stabbed. Didn't die, yeah, didn't die bro. A shot of the dog later panting for life. Like it has a much better <laughs> life now that it's basically dead. Mostly <laughs> they, dead. They bring the dog to the fight. They bring the dog <laughs> for to some the reason. fight. <laughs> hey. 
that dog has excellent health care over there in Thailand. <laughs> and just because it's premium was zero, doesn't mean you get to deny the fact that he gets to live. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, this is all to cloud uh, Kurt Sloan's uh, fighting judgment or, or uh, his focus or something. And it seems to have a pretty profound effect. He gets his ass kicked by Tong Po in the ancient way. Well, it's because they're betting against him, and they got to win that hundred bucks, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. This is another time where you have to suspend belief because, uh, I mean, he gets hit like in the stomach eight times unanswered, in the face five times unanswered, and then, but there's like no blood, even though he's got glass on his hands. So, I mean, I, I guess it's fine. You don't want it to be too bloody, but it also like later they make a point to show that he's cutting him with the glass. So, well, he I don't wouldn't know. have. Wouldn't it have made more sense to make blood sport in the ancient way with hemp wrap and glass? So there just would have been a lot of blood, and this yeah. one didn't need the hemp. Well, that and was glass. actually based on apparently a true underground fighting thing. So this is probably just made up, but I don't know. The Kumite never happened. Well, I know what Frank. I know Frank Dukes said didn't happen, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was called Tekken Tag Tournament. Was, that was the real thing. I was there. Oh my God. I've been to Kumite. Don't tell me it's not real. Are we at least on the same page that Jean-Claude Van Damme was only getting his ass beat because he thought that was the only way to get his brother back? 100%. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say 100%. Yes. I would say he was going to be losing anyway. No. 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 So when... He- when he sees his brother, he just destroys Tom Poe. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, doesn't even stand a chance at all. Kylo, was the Tong Po dialogue in the fight necessary to get <laughs> Frank Dukes or whatever Sloan kind of enraged to fight him? That's what I'm saying. Like, he had extra motivation. He had yeah. Extra motivation. It's a real strange choice of dialogue there. I mean, they're really, you know, uh, doing the, Green Goblin, he first that you attack his heart, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you want really to hear what Tong Po said, listen to Stevie, what Stevie said on a spoiler. 100%. Yeah, that's what he says. Uh, except there's even more to it. There's even more. Wait, what, Josh? What's the first thing he says? Miley, love me? I don't want to say. <laughs> I mean, Stevie, Josh, we just did... Five episodes on the last dance. Like you got to know to give Jean Claude Van Damme bulletin board material like that. He just turns into MJ out there. He's just looking for a reason to get pissed off. True, MJ doesn't need to get his brother kidnapped. He can just make up some shit in his mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, so but also, so is the fighting the ancient way a disadvantage because he tears off the glass and then he starts I'm so to confused by that. Yeah. What? Why does he I do never that? understood that either. Like. I don't know. Maybe you can make a stronger fist. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I didn't get it whatsoever. Was there a callback to, we didn't get? Uh, maybe just wants to make him just, I don't know, break his bones or whatever. Make him feel it more. I don't know. It's humiliation. Because he's probably not going to kill him. So he has to show that he could beat him even without that. But, I mean, one of his henchmen gets gooched. And a hook in his gooch. Oh, yeah. That's, so I'm yeah. pretty sure he died. I mean, people are dying, so <laughs> he should have just killed yeah. him. <laughs> oh, Turns out Winston is fucking Rambo, <laughs> but not first blood Rambo. Rambo 2 or Rambo, Rambo 3 two. Rambo. <laughs> He's Dutch from Predator. He's got the same gun, the M16 with like the M203 grenade launcher on it. Just nice. blowing people. 
up, not blowing people. Blowing people up. <laughs> blowing people. He's just in there blowing everyone. <laughs> up. Maybe uh, Jean-Claude wanted his hands freed from the glass so he could pull out a gun and just shoot Tong Po. <laughs> well, Tong Po grabs a fucking uh, torch. Like as a weapon. Uh, I think his thong was just up his butthole too much. He needed to pull it out. This is the professional league or what? Like, why is nobody stopping Tongpo from using the fire torch or anything? I mean, because of movie, Mikey. Because of movie. Also, Winston know, took like, control of the point? the gong. Oh, that's true. The ancient way basically means anything goes. Yep, anything goes. Did this remind you of Mel Gibson's classic, The Passion, in the first five rounds? <laughs> yeah. And he's just getting scourged for, like, five rounds. Except a lot less violent. Gets Brilliant pretty similar. Blackout Van Damme. Uh, <laughs> Stevie, I really just the wish... Jesus character. I wish that, like, the Shin stuff would have come into play in this final yeah. fight. I didn't make the movie, Pap. You know what I mean? I wish they would have had like some shot where they both go up in the air and their shins collide and tongue pose just gets like fucking caved in or something. Like, that's movie making. That's, like, that's not a, again. That's a great callback. Not again. That'd have been great if he's like kicking him over and over and over and eventually kicks him in the shin, just blows his leg off. That would have been great movie making. I do love the kick that he gives to the the boss oh, guy yeah. in the red shirt, and then the never surrender comes <laughs> on. Never surrender. I wish he would have made some guy's balls explode like he did in Bloodsport, though. <laughs> well, he does punch him in the balls. He does the classic Johnny Cage at some point. I, I I don't think it was as pronounced as it was in Bloodsport, but I did write down, so I, I assume it happened. It's just my favorite spoiler in spoiler history was... Stevie saying Jean-Claude Van Damme makes the guy's balls explode. <laughs> or whatever he said. Now Episode that's the 106. ancient way. Yeah, it that's is. That's the ancient way. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is like a really... As I said, this movie's only 90 minutes long. It's really streamlined. And there's not a whole lot of resolution. You just kind of have to make yourself think that Jean-Claude and Miley went to live with uh, Uncle Zian. And uh, had a family let out the rest of his day. Can I, uh... Like, <laughs> no, they were gunned down in the street after the match. We don't, we don't <laughs> consider... <laughs> a bloodbath. <laughs> well, actually, we don't consider Kickboxer 2 through 4 canon, right? Oh, my God, no. Because you, know you know what happens in Kickboxer 2? Uh, no. No, what happens? Immediately, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme's brother are dead, murdered by Tong Po. <laughs> right, right after that. And then their brother... It just undermines the whole exactly. movie. I love it's it. It's the same thing as, I don't know if you've seen Best of the Best and Best of the Best 2. Like, one of the guys dies like two days after the first Wait, movie. Wait, so Jean-Claude like, dies immediately after the match? Who's starring in it? Uh, you ever seen the show Step by Step? Step yeah. by know, Step? No. Cody, the, the, the stoner dude? Yeah. Yeah, he plays the brother, Sloan, the, the third Sloan brother. <laughs> and he fights Tong Po in the second K-Mart movie. version. Man, he's going to be supercharged up. He has to defend two brothers. Yeah. They're dead. They're not just paralyzed. But what yeah. happens to Miley? <laughs> uh, I don't know. She probably gets off, too. I don't know. I, I know that Gian or whatever, he's at least in the third one. So he's alive. Ooh, it's that's a, pretty it's dark. A mess. fucked up by murdering JCVD. Yeah, like, exa- I hate when movies do that. Like, they render the whole previous movie useless. Like, 
uh, the Ewok adventure movies. <laughs> like, the first God. one is this, and then literally ten minutes in the second one, all those people are dead. It's like, I think it's famously, like Rogue too, one. like the Blues Brothers sequels did that. Did they? Uh, the, uh, Blues Brothers 2000. Like oh, the my God. Kids Hospital or whatever was, like, burned down or something. I don't know. That's a big, dumb movie. Blues Brothers 2000. Oh. Oof. Could have just stopped after Brother. <laughs> you guys ready for yes or no's? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go from Weesus to Eastus. Kylo, let's start with you. I've really been debating on this, and I didn't know what I was going to decide up until this very moment. I'm going to give it a soft yes, uh, mainly for the nostalgia factor, because like I said, I watched this movie when I was a very little kid, and I thought it was like so badass. And I was just hooked on those like adult movies when I was a little kid, because I felt really grown up watching something like this. Um, the movie itself is pretty by the numbers. It's it's Rocky IV, Karate Kid, and Bloodsport kind of mashed into one. It's fantastic. And I mentioned that earlier, but it's cheesy, but it's, it's all right. I mean, it's a stupid 80s movie, and it does that pretty well, so it's a yes. Uh, this is going to be a no uh, for me. Um, I think mostly because there is a better Jean-Claude Van Damme movie just like that, and Corey mentioned, called Bloodsport. I don't know oh, yeah. if I have room in my life for two Jean-Claude Van Damme movies I'm going to revisit regularly. I love Bloodsport. Bloodsport is just so bad, it's good, like exciting crazy type of movie. That's where I like laid out like all of the things like make a bad movie good, and this just doesn't it's a little bit too overly serious. It's trying to do all these things like with the bird and birds. It doesn't really land. And like, I don't know. I, Given the choice between Kickboxer and Bloodsport, I'll always be able to watch Bloodsport instead. So soft mm-hmm. no for me. I think that's me next. Um, the order you went in at the top of the pod. But I'll give it a soft yes. Just, for the, just for the fun factor. Um Eric is hugely problematic. I pretty much hate his character. <laughs> and he does not fit very well into 2020. So that said, um, you know, this this has something for the whole family. Schlucky fights. There's even, like, I think a quick scene, and they're in the park, and a bunch of people are watching them because they didn't have permits. But they're, like, sparring. And that looked, like, actually pretty cool and athletic. Um just wanted to shout out to that but there's like birds there's mystical ruins for people there's training sequences um there's a love interest and there's some really dark morbid stuff for the stevies out there too so i will give this a soft <laughs> yes <laughs> a terrible thing to say um i'll give it a yes solid yes uh, like Josh said, Eric is problematic. And you know what? I think his killing is justified for the next movie. So I'm glad he's dead. Um, <laughs> he seemed like he deserved everything he he got because he kind of just goes over to Thailand to pick fights on strangers in a strange land. He, he's the jerk. So it's no, no surprise he got what he got. But um, yeah, I think... Plot-wise, this movie is pretty not great, but uh, it's got some funny moments. And yeah, Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme is like an amazing martial artist slash um, athlete. So it's cool to see him do this stuff. So it is super 80s, like Corey said, and I like that. And it's super cheesy. So I'll give it a yes. 
Uh, um, are you going to skip me? I was, Brett, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this a, a soft... I, I, I'm just going to give it a yes. I don't. You can fill in however you want. Like Josh said, it's got something for everything for the family. You know, you got rape, light sexual battery, dog <laughs> stabbing. I mean, it's got everything. Bring your kids, guys. Um, but I'm all, at the same time, I'm with Pappy. I freaking love Bloodsport. I've seen it like 20 times. Bloodsport, I will watch... I mean, I watch it all the time if I could. I mean, it was on TV. I watch it. it this is not a movie that I'm going to watch uh, when it comes on TV. Like, I don't know if I'd agree with Pappy that it's so bad. It's it's better at being so bad it's good. I just think it's better than this movie. Um, it's more entertaining. It is. Uh, it's lighter. Uh, the action's better. But this was fun. Uh, I mean, it always helps having a fun podcast too. Like. This was fun talking about this movie, and uh, it's a it's a yes, uh, somewhere in between soft and solid. You know, it's kind of a, a semi. You know, um, <laughs> so thank you. Uh, Half so, Yeah, yeah. And that's that's all I have to say about that. Okay, um, I will give this a yes. I had a lot of fun talking about it with you guys. There's not a lot of fat on this movie, which is a staple of the 80s. I think it's one reason why I'm so drawn to them. Uh, yeah, the rape and sexual assault stuff really stinks, but for Pappy to declare me the new king of it, I think is a tad gross. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. mock Josh with the same title. Don't give me that. It's a tad gross, Pap. Um, Go back and listen to Ducky Sucker and see what the... The receipts say. Dakusaka. <laughs> Dakusaka. The receipts. And the reason the receipts ran that way is because Josh was like doing them in a string. I have a pretty far gap between this and Highlander. Antichrist. Just saying. Um, that was a punishment movie. Anyway, I'll give us a soft yes. I'm, I'm in agreement with you guys, though. I'd rather watch Bloodsport any day. I think it's a much better movie. And I don't consider Bloodsport to be one of those. It's so bad, it's good movies. I think Bloodsport is just a downright amazing good movie. Amen. So, yeah, just a yes for this one. Uh, but we will be doing more Van Damme movies in the future. Uh, what, what's the one with Robin called? <laughs> Double Team. Double Team. I want to see Universal Soldier. Lionheart. Cyborg. Legionnaire. Uh, Time Cop. Yeah, we will be doing uh, many more Van Damme movies. So, without He's knowing ado, Anthony Daniels, but yeah. He's better. He's better than Anthony Daniels, Josh. Well, he's uh, just not a king. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready for some trivia? Mm-hmm. Ready. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pap, what's the order? Uh, I hosted most recently on... No, sorry, Josh hosted most recently on the 70s Lord of the Rings, then me with Serenity... Uh, then anybody know Brett with District B thirteen Spring Break? Here's that. That was Stevie. Uh, so me or Josh, me, Brett, Mikey, Corey, Josh, me, Brett, Mikey, Corey. Yeah, Corey Schneiden. <laughs> I hosted in February. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard Schneid. 
Alright, so my question for you guys is, since we are talking about the muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude Van Damme, we are going to talk about his homeland. This is just a closest to. Uh, and the census closest to when this movie came out is 1989. The census was done in 1991, year after I was born. What was the population of the country Belgium? But he's from America. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he's the most American man of all time. His mother raised him in Belgium. Oof. Yeah, so, so it's just me. closest to. Closest to. Uh, um, say 22 million. 22 mil for George. Solid guess. Uh, Pat next? 19 million. 19 million for Pap. Who's next? Uh, 17 million, 200,000. 17.2. So strange for Brett. <laughs> Me? Mikey. 35 million. Corey, this is a tough one. Seventeen million. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Trying to be strategic. Let me type in my numbers here. <laughs> <laughs> and the retail price for nineteen ninety one population of Belgium is Nine million nine hundred and seventy-eight thousand six hundred and eighty-one. Wow. Your yes. new winner. Small country. Off the Schneid. I should have. Off I was, the Schneid. I was going to go twenty-three hundred. Then I started trying to compare it to the Scandinavian countries, which are like six you million. Twenty-three hundred. Twenty-three million. Oh. I was going to say twenty-three million. I was going to come on. It's not like Moby Dick has fifteen hundred pages words in it. <laughs> <laughs> I got Pages you. or words. <laughs> so who won? Corey. Corey, off the I schneid. Win. What was the last movie you hosted? Never. I hosted Fast Five in February. Man. Hey, Corey, <laughs> we got a fan request for the accountant, so we're just going to have to do that for your pick. <laughs> the accountant? We've done the accountant. No. <laughs> I yeah, have an idea for fan requests. We should just do them without them being someone's pick. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, you have like <laughs> such a wide array of movies on your future spoilers picks on Letterboxd. <laughs> it's like some are great and some are awful. Like, which way are you going to go? I'm going to go off here. Okay. Are you going to tell us now or do you want us to come back after the break? Please don't be. Let's come back after the break. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. And we're back. Kylo, what do you got for us next time out? Well, in the political climate of today, I think it's only appropriate that we talk a little bit about gender. And there's a movie called... 
It's Pat the movie, which I think is really perfect for that. Not gonna watch. Such a classic movie. Why, Brett? Yeah. Because Quentin Tarantino wrote it, wrote part of it, so... He did rewrites on yeah, it. Yeah, it's not his proudest moment. Doing rewrites and writing, it's way different. I was just joking. But no, I'm not gonna watch this terrible movie. <laughs> Damn. Okay, well... I don't know. I'll be on it. Uh, so chalk up a yes for Brett for next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that in the records. We'll put that Mark stamp of approval that for shit Brett. down. But uh, thank you for listening to us kind of, I guess you could say, just streamline Kickboxer. Uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, thanks for listening. And that was Spoilers. What's wrong, Pap? You seem put out. Oh, I'm not put out. I just watched two episodes of the first season of Amazing Race. Just processing it. Kind of. Wait, you're starting at the beginning of the Amazing Race? Oh yeah, episode one. I wanna, I wanna get to know the characters from. Dude, there's some serious villains on that show. Wait, Liz is on this one. What show is it? I think Josh accidentally did an old call. Uh, Amazing Race, like the first season. Hmm. I can't watch that kind of stuff. I like it. That's cool. I know tons of people do. I know tons of people love Survivor. I could not watch that show. I like the locations part of it. I don't usually like those kind of shows. There was a season that had Ned Schneebly on it from uh, School of Rock. If you've seen it. Oh, of course you've seen School of Rock. Oh, You're in Mike it. Mike White. That's his name? Yeah. Uh, it's Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly. <laughs> Well, Ned Schneebly is played by two different actors in the movie, so. One's Jack Black. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, not Jack Black. <laughs> Didn't Ned Schneebly write School of Rock? I believe so, yes. He did. Happy. Is it better? Oh, it's loud. That's so loud. Test, test, test. Test, test. He wrote test, it specifically test. for Jack Black, actually. Test, test, test. You guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Did that get brought up because of Amazing Race? Rock? Mike White, he was on Amazing Race. My shit's super loud. So wait, Ned Schneebly is a contestant on Amazing Race? Oh yeah, I did. Is my mic loud? You sound quiet now. Oh, I see. My shit is messed up. Test, 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 test. Testy! Test, 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 test. Also testing, also testing. Now it's too quiet. Where's Josh? Oh no, he yelled at Mike Test. Where is Josh? Mike Test. What'd you do? He yelled at him. He yelled at him. He got real sensitive and ran away. Don't call him sensitive. I did not. Jesus, the fuck. See, real sensitive. Test three. Okay. You ready, guys? No, not ready. No, not ready. Fuck up. What happens when you get on at 10.08? 
I think we're probably shooting for a 10:20 start time, Brett. Uh, please don't. Why? Man, I gotta work. I work last night. I gotta work tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. I, I'd like to not be on here till midnight. Brett, it's the same thing every week. It really <laughs> is. Uh, Delivering pizzas and banging whores. <laughs> I do one of those things. <laughs> Check. Whores. Uh, anybody got, anybody have a good spoiler? Test, 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 test. I just My don't watch fighting stuff. Microphone at the Twilight Zone. It is a little scary. <laughs> <It's been> a <laughs> lot I don't know why it's doing that. It's like you have like three different tones. It just keeps going back and forth like you're talking through a... It's like you're kind of rebounding... Yeah, you're rebounding through dimensions. I don't know. I don't know which Mikey's talking to me. Wow. Uh, Three. It's a multiverse over Mikey's. Mikey. Yeah, it's Earth six one six, Mikey. Mikey two or three. I like that pick. That's that's good. Uh, Josh. Well, Mikey does. Is your local record good? Are we good to keep going? I have no idea. I don't know why I would have <laughs> well, on it at all. Infinite time, time, time. Should we? Should we wait? No, we're on a good run. Maybe Mikey can make a part A and part B and just check his mic and get back to us. Right? I think it makes sense. I don't know who's editing this, but... I would say, yeah, we we should just pause. Let Mikey get his mic fixed and then keep going. But Pause? No, don't don't pause the recording. Oh, Okay. Just wait for Mikey to test it. And then I'll go. Yeah. I wish you could hear what it sounds like, Mikey. Mikey. You might just, if, if, you're, if your local recording is fine, just switch your Skype mic to your like PC mic or Mac mic or whatever. Because yeah, I, I couldn't understand. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> we want to talk to you, Mikey. <laughs> it was touch and go there on that countdown. I was like, are we going to be able to hear one? <laughs> I was. I hope we all started on the right time. I that think we did. He did say go. I heard him say go at least. Go. Uh, and go, also, we got to admit, go. Corey's done something about his clicks. He's he's changed oh. up the program a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hide him now. That's such a bummer. Because <laughs> I was going to introduce you as Master Clicker Corey. <laughs> Master Clicker or he's Click Master Corey. Clicker. We shamed him so bad he had to find a workaround. I'm sorry, Corey. Is that the right? Yeah, I know. One of the episodes started off just making fun of me. Like you could just hear it. <laughs> I think that was Ratatouille. I think I definitely like, turned up the sound on your clicks. I took, you know, I edit my tracks. I left it in because I knew you would want to have Thank it. You. <laughs> it's great so, pod content. I knew what was coming. Mikey, you back? Did he ever leave? Kylo, what year were you born? 86. All right, cool. It's only 10 years after Josh. (laughs) (laughs) To the day. (laughs) To this this day. (laughs) So that makes Brett the oldest then? Definitely. You were 84, right? Yeah, Josh was 84 too, though. Right. I'm like just turned 84. Five months older than you? Josh? I just turned 84. How are you doing? Though? Can you hear yeah, me, Brett? I don't think you're that old. What? You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. You just turned 84. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, Josh. Is it birthday, Josh? 
84. No, but when's the when's when's on June 28th, 1914? Josh, I'm not gonna get doxxed. Pappy can like uh, edit someone saying we're not even recording right now. He's fixing his mic. We are recording. Yeah, but yeah, but it's not gonna be in. It's gonna be on the Patreon, and those are the weird, real weirdos. That's that. That's that Kaliki guy. Whoever followed us all on Twitter. Can you guys hear me or not? Yeah, that's hey, much better. Hey, hey. hey, yes, that's so much better. Okay. Yeah, I kind of miss multi-dimension Mikey. Yeah, multi-dimension <laughs> Mikey was gonna be a weird twist to this pod. I was kind of excited for it. Oh no! Oh, hear me? I swore. oh it's back! It's back! It's terrible. <laughs> Mikey's going into a rickle of time. <laughs> Mikey. We lost oh, him. No. You lost no. it for yourself. Where we're going. Come on, let's go shake their hands. I know Corey knows oh. what that's from. Mikey's frustrated. Uh, Mighty Ducks, right. too. Yeah, all right. Okay. You lost it for me. <laughs> you lost it for yourself. Is it D3 with the cowboy or D2? Two, two and, three. and three. Okay, so it Ooh. starts in two. Dwayne. You go down to Rodeo Drive. Rodeo? Oh, it's Rodeo. I'm ready. Keep keep talking, Mikey. I'm ready if you guys are ready. Cool. Okay, hey, remember Josh? Should I just go? You can name a boxer too if you want. I don't care. Mikey, you're rolling, right? Yep. That was spoilers.